Welcome to Lazy Superfan Podcast. Episode 16, Batman v Superman. Dawn of Justice. And welcome to Lazy Superfan. I'm Luke. I'm Josh. And I'm Toby. And something has gone wrong in my life. If I'm (laughs) sitting in a room talking about Batman v Superman. Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. (laughs) You didn't let me finish. <laughs> so, and that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about it, because uh, there's a lot to talk about. At this point, the movie's been out for probably, I think, about long. five years. <laughs> this is really long after it, but that's kind of what we do. We're slow. <laughs> <laughs> we just take forever to say anything about anything. Yeah. <laughs> so where to begin? Oh, well, I think you could probably start with... The- but the fact that, like, most people hate this, right? Yeah, start with should the review. We, should we start with the review? Or start... I, I, I almost feel what like... The, what people think about it, or, or go through the movie? I mean, well, I mean, you already said that something went wrong with your life when you were talking about it. So I think that gives away everything that needs to be said. And also, I feel like... Well, I don't know if we need to go that in-depth, because, I mean, just in terms of our own personal reviews, because I think we can just kind of talk about the larger picture, because I think the consensus has been reached. If we go as in-depth as... They did. Then this will be done in about ten minutes. Oh, I like that. It was a meta joke, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no auspicious beginning. Um, all right. So the movie. Uh, it is a movie. It is technically. Uh, but is it though? No, it's about six movies. Yeah, there are at, l- at least six, right? Different plots. That plots. These are six separate plots that could have been their own Superman, Batman, whatever movie. Yeah, themes uh, and plot points which were substantial enough that they could have been expanded yeah. into a whole movie, and just touching over them uh, gives you whiplash. You kind of go, "Oh, wait, what's that? Oh, the what? Hang on, there's a big implication in that. Uh, oh, oh, no, we're jumping over here now." And uh, oh, uh. it seems to lose interest in its own, yeah, in its own plot and even its own characters at times, which is really bizarre to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's at least three or four different, like not just comics, but actual volumes and series and sagas of comics that this draws from. Yes, like the Dark Knight Rises, Death of Superman. There's even glimpses of, like, Flash's whole time warp deal. Yes. Which is something that, that Zack Snyder has been saying any time he goes to defend this movie, and he's been, you know, doing the rounds of it. He says, oh, well, this is faithful to the books. You know, obviously you don't read comic books as faithful. Yeah, I mean, sure, it borrows from storylines, but they didn't do it all at once. No. no. It's, it's spread like, out. It's not faithful if you cram a bunch of shit together and see what works. Yeah, it's like, what, so you want me to read six comic, I'm going to lay out six comic books in front of me and read them all? Yeah, it's like, just <laughs> rip out time. random pages, yeah. glue them together, and go, is it a story? Well, we'll just, that, that, that bit's a flashback, so it counts. <laughs> or a vision. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so what, what are the different movies? Let's see if we can name them all. Well, okay. this is going to take the rest of the podcast. Let's just go through them quick. Well, the, well, Dark Knight Returns, uh, Death of Superman, well, easy to. specifically, so we've got um, the world reeling from the Kryptonian attack, and then there's a sort of capital 
uh, sorry, the Senate hearings, saying, you know, what the hell sh- should Superman have power or whatever? And, and at that point, it's all kind of uh, mystery and cloak and dagger and that kind of stuff. Mm, and it's kind of political ramifications, which I think is a pretty interesting movie, the world dealing with the, the idea of there being... It was almost a thriller of, like, who's... Who's g- trying to get this Superman locked up? Mm. And, uh, oh, it's Lex Luthor. And then you've got um, the what happened in the desert. You know that Superman would. There would be. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That, was, <laughs> that there were just there's some military op- operation that Superman intervenes in, and there's mm. this mystery about what happened there and what was exactly. Yeah, you know, Jimmy Olsen, for some reason, <laughs> CIA operative, gets shot in the head using a 35 millimeter film camera. <laughs> That's got to be your first tip-off. What moron would use a film camera? No one's going to... That's why they killed him. They said, like, come on. (laughs) You're a fake. Yeah, that gives him away every time. You've got um, Bruce Wayne's um, sort of... I guess psychosis. And it seems to be that Batman is retired. But that that was confused me. That confused me, like... He seemed to re- retired, but not. I never got that well, vibe that he'd retired. I, I think they were just going with the old Batman angle. So he's been around. Still. Yeah, but it it seemed to be. Oh, I think the the branding thing seemed to be new, though. Is that right? Yeah. So I think from what I've heard, the angle they were going with with Batman was that after all this Superman stuff, he's kind of mm. gone a bit more intense. Right. He didn't really come across that well. Oh, no, not at all. They hinted the background with Robin and, and everything and, and having history with a Joker. So I think he's kind of gone part-time. Yeah, and even... Just the... casual, just kind of picking up the odd shift of, <laughs> of crime fighting. And even the dilapidated uh, Wayne Manor kind of indicated yes. there's a lot has happened between the Batman that you would... that people know and associate with compared to this one. And then you've got, on top of that, then we're adding in... Um... The metahumans and the rise of the metahumans and that there are these people around and we maybe need to get them together and people are investigating them. And yes. That's another whole movie. <laughs> Which is, yeah, and also... That's uh, another whole movie. Setting up uh, the Justice League, there was a bit of Wonder Woman and a hint at her past and then setting up Aquaman, Flash and Cyborg. The Aquaman reveal was comical to me. I thought the cyborg one was the worst. Oh yeah, they were actually they were all comical, but the aqua. I mean, yeah, the, the Flash one was kind of cool. Was it? Oh, you mean wait? <laughs> well, the I say cool. I should say competent. Do you mean the Vision? Where he's no, from the future? no, the security camera. Oh yes. right, yeah, that was fine. That's just that's cool, kind of type of thing you'd probably see like in a television show about the Flash. Yeah. Watch the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's uh, Lex Luthor. Um, trying to uh, kill Superman, and we don't know why, I guess. It's like, is he trying to kill Superman, or is he trying to kill Batman, or both, or... Is he trying to kill the idea of these people? And then by the end, it's like, oh, wait, is he just trying to kill everyone? Yeah, why, why is he specifically so invested? Yeah. What is his personal stake in this? Why him... And not, you know, Joe Bloggs down the road going nuts, thinking, this is, I have to hatch this master plan. This stupid well, might as well plan. have been. There's yeah. need to be someone with, I guess, resources and a bit of money. Not a lot. But what, yeah, but there's no, there's no explanation for why he is 
In, so in, yeah, so invested in killing Superman, or what it seems to be his yeah. Superman. And I know Toby was just about to bring up Smallville. I could see it. I was just this is on his lips. Yeah. And in the Smallville show, right, Joe? Uh, um, yeah, that's that's the Smallville theme. You, Toby knows it. That's Toby doing anything um, he can to stay awake. Lex is just being a, a, a bit of a speedster. He's driving down the road in his Porsche, kind of being a bit of a of a rich young kind of a dick. <laughs> and he he nearly crashes off. Well, he does crash off a bridge, and then. Um, Clark Kent saves him, and then he kind of becomes obsessed with that crash and what happened and how it happened, and then he—that's kind of intertwined with his obsession with power, which which we've spoken about that great episode, Lex Miss. So there's kind of maybe it's not even the best reason, but there's it's, some so there's some stake in it. Yeah, because that shot of Lex him. looking at his car and the top's been literally—you can see it—it's been ripped open. Yeah, yeah I mean, you could, that would stay with someone like Lex. That would. St- Stick with him. So what you're saying is... more and more obsessed with it. What you're saying is it takes, like, half an hour to give someone motivation to do something? It takes you five less than five minutes to give yeah. someone good motivation to do something. Oh, see, that's that was something that they forgot. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have the spare five minutes. They had to yeah. tell us about... Cyber. They had to have a dream about uh, Omega Beams and Parademons, because that's what was movies need. Was that a dream, or... A flash forward of is that actually going to happen? Of the actual plot of the movie, or the way that this whole cinematic universe is going? Yeah, so that that whole <laughs> nightmare, very clever, but with K, nightmare <laughs> sequence, um, that was its own movie. Hmm. That whole thing, which would pro- arguably be a better the th- movie. The threat of yeah, the threat of um, Dark Seed side. Dark Side is its own it's its own movie. And yeah, and the whole sequence was utterly unnecessary because it alienated people. Who, yes, if, like you don't know the comics, you just go, "What the flip was that?" <laughs> if you do, you just go, "Oh, well, why would you put that in?" And I know that some people, comic book fans, have said, "Oh, you know, for us, it's great to see that stuff because we know and it feels like, uh, I guess, a payoff for being invested for so long." As you go and see this movie, mm-hmm. and there's a little. A little something just for you. you go, that wasn't a little something. That no. was a five-minute, completely out-of-the-way sequence that added nothing to the film. I'm going to make a few comparisons probably throughout this plot, throughout this talk to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And when Marvel wants to do those sort of like obscure kind of, hey, this is for the comic book fans, they stick it at the end of the movie. <laughs> After the credits, usually. Well, even when they put it in the movie, it's like in the first Thor... You go, oh, by the way, there's an Infinity Gauntlet in the background. You go, you could have easily missed it. Yeah. Although, I got to draw a parallel um, between Darkseid setting up and the first time you see Thanos. Because I didn't know... I had this vague idea in my head from maybe video games who who Thanos was. But the first time you see him, I'm like... (laughs) Who the f*** is that? (laughs) (laughs) But at least... It was actually... Mm. The credits had started rolling at that point. It's a it's a post credits kind of sequence. Yeah, that's kind of their whole stinger deal. Where it, that's that worse because they made me wait for it, it build up <laughs> the excitement, and then it's just some purple. It's kind of they... it's not worse. <laughs> purple what? But um, like in Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, they, the stinger they had, and that was just Howard the Duck. 
I don't know if anything will ever come of that. No. I hope not. But everyone knows Howard the Duck because everyone has seen and loved George Lucas's 1984 <laughs> something odd <laughs> yeah, we'll movie, Howard the Duck. I don't think anyone's going to fact check that one. Starring Chip Zian. <laughs> Back to the I... stupid movie. Howard the Duck or? Oh, there's so many. Uh, it's a confusing, confounding cataclysm. Well, that's maybe too far. Also, so much alliteration there. Yeah, what is this, 1966 Batman? <laughs> it's a confusing, compounding cataclysm. Oh, must it's... one brainiac. <laughs> it is a, it's a stupid movie. And if you love this movie, <laughs> you're stupid. That's, I honestly, like, if you think that this is awesome, then you're an idiot. I, oh, I wouldn't go that far. Gosh. I, I respect is, our fans. Art is subjective. Counterpoint? Uh, yeah, but only if you don't know very much. The reaction on the kind of the DC fanboy level, uh, the DC fans sort of, the, the lengths they'll go to to try and defend this movie is quite, I find, quite humorous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not unheard of. Oh, yeah. DC, I'm not DC, Marvel gets the same thing as well. Oh, yeah. When I mean, they put out kind of subpar stuff, you're like, no, that was great. What was it? Fanboys in general, but I mean, fanboys and whatever. But, I mean, like, just the, the things that people will cling to for this in particular. Yeah. Like, you made so much money. What? Yeah, that's what a lot of people have said. And then they've, they've tried to paint this wide canyon between the the academic critics who don't understand and and the and the fans, the hardcore fans who are there and it's making so much money and it's just a great popcorn film and you don't understand how to have fun. But then uh you know Warner Brothers or DC before it came out were saying, Oh we're worried essentially just saying we're worried that people are too dumb to get this movie. Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers did say that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and even Ben Affleck was like, Oh I was reading the script and I was like Whoa, this is a bit crazy. It's a bit much for me. It's like, really? <laughs> Dude, you covered Goulburn Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> you want an Oscar for it. <laughs> yeah. And something that I have, you know, thought about, and I'm sure a lot of other people have, is that just because a movie makes a lot of money doesn't mean, uh, it, it's not a guarantee that it's a quality movie. Look at the the highest grossing film of all time, Avatar. Mm. Avatar is garbage. It is a bad movie, but <laughs> everyone, With no cultural impact. No cultural impact. It's not talked about. Nobody can name a line from it. Uh... I feel you. Is that is that what they say <laughs> <laughs> when they when they connect their like their weird ponytail things into oh. into the animal's head? Yeah, and they go, "I feel you," and they pat. If you say it with more of an Australian accent, then that's Sam Worthington oh. to a T. Yeah, Sam Worthlessington. More like. Mm. And also, like, I'm pretty sure every Transformers movie is made over a billion dollars. Yeah. So something like this, which had early negative buzz. Uh, we all pay to see it, but we don't like it. So it's not like everyone that's going to see it is no. it, loves it, and so you can say you've made so much money, therefore everyone loves it. People people were going to see it, no matter what, yeah. just because of its title. Yeah, regardless of its quality, it is a cultural milestone, in a way. And so many people these days, especially, go and watch movies so passively. They just go in... And you will sit next to someone who is on their phone the whole time, and they're not—they're not 
taking any of it in. It's just washing over them, and then mm. they go out and go, yeah, it was so cool. It's like, yeah, it's a, oh, it's a speaking part. I'll just update my facey now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that noise? Oh, my God, there's a fight. Yeah. Um, so I think there are so many brain-dead people out there going to see movies. Just looking at the box office... Uh, is not enough. You have to look at this movie critically, compare it to the way movies are put together and have been for the last hundred years. Because uh, we know we know by uh, by this point what works and what doesn't. And as a movie, Batman v Superman doesn't work. No. Yeah. Well, it's even hard to call it a movie. <laughs> like, in so some ways, you just go, it's so, such a jumble of ideas. There's no coherency, barely a plot. It's like how I don't if it doesn't have those things, I don't know how you could even say it is a film. And also, I don't even buy the the that people try to separate you know the fans and the and the informed you know critics, hmm. the academic critics and stuff like that. I don't I don't buy that those two things are mutually exclusive, or that you know like I don't I don't buy I don't know why you can't be a fan because I'm a fan of, of 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 Batman. I'm a fan of Superman. I'm a fan of of comic books and everything like that. And I still think this movie sucks. You know what I mean? Like. It's not because it's just because it's got Batman and Superman in it doesn't mean anything. The movie's got to work. Just because. Oh. <laughs> no, but it's a it's a class war. It's us versus them. Just the regular Joes versus the academics. <laughs> They're trying to bring us down with their intelligence and take away our fun. And I will not let it happen. It's a war. Political career, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is a strange thing, kind of, uh, the culture that's being cultivated with these fandoms now, mm. where people get so passionate about this stuff that it's like, like, even before this film came out, there would have been thousands, tens of thousands, millions maybe of people who would have been hyping it up on their Facebook feeds and yep. stuff and getting fully into this yep. marketing machine. So when they actually do go and see it and go, oh boy, this is not as good as I thought, it's like, rather than face up to that and say, oh, wow, that was a stinker. That that was disappointing. Mm. It's like, no, nah, that was everything I wanted and more. That was brave. That was yeah. a brave movie. It, yeah, I, that's it, was like, it, was, it was just really smart. It's going to take a couple of viewings to really get into the, the whole concept and take yeah. on board these ideas. I think uh, well, that's, we live in... We, we live in sort of in a culture where nobody is comfortable in just being proven wrong or that, that they were wrong. Nobody, you have to be right. It's a strange thing, yeah. You have an opinion and that's it. <laughs> but I think also this is something kind of new because there this has happened a million times. Um, fanboys, we're using that as a very general term for people who are way too... Aggressive, aggressively excited, yeah. uh, and will defend to the death the things they love, even though it doesn't ma matter and it shouldn't be dependent on other people liking it too. <laughs> um, it's not just them saying no. Actually, the movie wasn't a mess. It had a very coherent storyline, and sure there were diversions, but it just added to. There's none of that. It's just that they're trying to undermine the credibility of the people who are speaking out against it. They're saying, no, your opinion isn't valid. You haven't read the comics. 
it's, it's just they, not, they cling on to strange things. Yeah, they're not engaging with the ideas and trying to refute the specific yeah. um, criticisms of people. They're just trying to say, sorry, you you are not qualified to speak your mind about this. Yeah. And that, that reeks of a person who doesn't actually know the reasons they like something. <laughs> yeah, and they see like... And then these tired and useless arguments like, oh, that critic doesn't like any comic book film, so big surprise. <laughs> or they say, oh, well, you know, they just, they haven't read it, like you were saying. Yeah. And just things like that, you just kind of go, sorry. It's like, if they can, if they say, oh, you know, the plot was ham-fisted and it went nowhere, and, and what's your response to that? And they'll have nothing. That's the thing, they don't even try to... Uh... They don't even seem interested in trying to defend what virtues the movie has. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just you don't. Yeah, your opinion's invalid. Yeah. So they won't. Even, they won't even say, "Yeah, look, I, you know what? I understand your point, but I do feel like this aspect of the film was really strong." And it's not like the film doesn't have some aspects to it that could have worked or maybe did work a little bit. <laughs> What's probably something worth touching on is what the film actually did do right, <laughs> so that we don't rag on it for forty-five minutes. Wait, well, we, uh, and what what the big fans do throw out when they are saying when they're espousing the virtues of, of BVS, of Batman Breakfast very justice Superman, uh, <laughs> they 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 I, I've noticed they speak very generally like it's oh this movie is so dark this is this is a big movie this is really sort of complex and it's dark and it's adult. Mm. And it's very dark. And, and it's the exact, exact it's, same... Uh, they'll, yeah, they'll talk about it vaguely, or they'll mm. talk about it in a context separate from it being a film. Like, it's like um, oh, it's just such a landmark thing, you know? To see Batman and Superman <laughs> on the same screen. It's a, wow, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime event. The same rhetoric that people use to d- describe why they like uh, Revenge of the Sith or the Matrix <laughs> sequels, you know? Yeah. It was so awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, not just, how, what that word means. Just to have this trilogy, you know, and just to see it all the way through to the end and to have the complete picture now. You just go, yeah, but the picture sucks. <laughs> Never mind that there's no emotional engagement on any level. Um, no, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like with the Star Wars previews, like, Oh, it's just great to go back to that world again. Is go, it? Was it? I said that about the first Hobbit movie when I was when I was an idiot and I didn't realise it was <laughs> crap. <laughs> Going down to Goblin Town. <laughs> so let's spend a couple of minutes, and I'm actually going to time this. Oh. Let's spend two minutes, oh. and we can only talk positively. <laughs> About this is going to be really tough, actually. Right. BBS. I think I've got one thing that I can and say. And we can't interrupt the other. We just go. And then you say one thing. And you get a... Oh, no. Yeah, we have to space it out. We're going to have to have a discussion. We're going to run out of things in 10 seconds. Okay, yeah, true. This right. can't be a lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. Two minutes. We'll just go nuts. Uh, Batman was all right. Oh, well, I haven't started the timer yet. Oh, okay. spoiled. Spoil. That was a preview of what I'll say in three seconds. And your time starts... Now, Batman was alright. The solo Batman stuff was pretty good. Yeah, they they introduced, like, I I love the idea of a Batman who's been doing it for yep. 20 years. Mm. He's kind of over it. He's seen everything. He's grizzled. He's kind of got nothing really to lose. He's, he's not young, has to prove himself. Um, I, I really like that about him. And oh. they got across the fear aspect 
a bit as well. Mm. Um, just the in the sequence at the start with in the where those women were locked up and the cop shines the light in the yes. corner. He's just there, almost like a demon or a gargoyle. You go, whoa! And they were too scared to to come out of the mm. the cage. Yeah, that yeah. was brilliant. That Which leads good. to my next point. Mm. Uh, visually, yeah, Zack Schneider, he's pretty good as uh, a visual director. You can't disagree because we're yep. only, no, only positive. In. Yep, only, only positive. positive. We've got a minute left. Uh, the opening sequence in, yep, 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 yep. in the opening sequence. Yes. And oh man, the, probably the best part of the movie. I really wish that that kept yeah. going. Um, I really love that. That was that was actually really tense. Mm. And then Bruce running into the. The debris of his, you know, fallen building was... Sorry, just to clarify, yeah, the Metropolis destruction sequence. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, some of the fight choreography, not the end fight. Uh, Batman fighting all those thugs. Yeah, yeah. That was great, because it seemed real. What I liked about this Batman, from when I saw the first suit, he just looked like he didn't have armor. He was just kind of... He was, yeah. was going to be a brawler. He's been working on his body, and he's just... And it was cool. Peak form. Yeah, that criminal stabbed him, and then later on he stabbed that guy back in the exact same spot. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's not bad. All right. Um, so that's two minutes. Uh, I think it pretty much covers it. Yeah. Which is so sad. I don't think we missed anything. So there was two... Well, I guess one thing, it comes under the umbrella of Batman... Yeah, we didn't mention. Uh, I think the overarching design elements, like Wonder Woman's costume, I thought looked yeah quite like considering that's her first real like big blockbuster appearance. I didn't mind when that photo appeared of uh, that photo appeared of her from World War One. Yeah, the photo was kind of cool. <laughs> the idea of the photo or the actual visual of the photo. The visual of the photo I thought was kind of oh. cool, um, but also just the idea of it. You Good know? to see Chris Pine. I didn't. I didn't notice him. I was... yeah, he's in that movie. Uh, there was um, some of the, not all, but uh, some elements of the intrigue I found interesting at the start. Lex's plotting. It didn't go anywhere, but there was mm-hmm. a couple of small things like, yeah, was, like just the idea of him bombing Congress. I was like, that, if it was handled better, that could have been a really big, powerful moment. Yeah, yeah well, you would have been sold on his menace and yeah. his insanity. Yeah. It's like this guy bombs Congress, manages to blame it on Superman. But it's so ridiculous because, like, the very next scene after the Congress exploding is a is like a scene with Superman going, I'm, I'm in the glumps again. <laughs> and in the background there's a TV saying, oh, Superman has been cleared of all wrongdoing on anything ever because it was the wheelchair guy. He's going, all right. <laughs> Yes, I, I guess that's the end of that movie, then. No, what's the next one? <laughs> I don't understand. Lex's plan was just bizarre. To have... To kidnap uh, Martha Kent and to say, Superman, you have to fight Batman or I'll kill your mum. Mm. And then Superman says, all right, I'll do it. And then he goes to Batman... No, he goes to Batman and says, I'm going to... I'm going to say, look, we have to work together. And he tried talking, but Batman, like, just wouldn't hear it. And he had the, all those traps. And he's like, no, really. He should just use his super voice. Just yeah. really loud. Because, no, stop Superman, fighting me. Superman didn't exhaust. He had so many avenues to not fight Batman. He didn't use any of them, really. No. 
And then it was like wh- he got he got electrocuted. And was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Did he did he apply the sort of you know cool calm uh, mentality that he's been imbued with? Being raised by two kindly farm folk. No, he went mental. He said, yeah. "If I wanted you dead, you'd be dead." Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kill you. That's what I find really weird about. It's just this uh, Superman. It, it just doesn't feel like Superman at all. No, I remember for quite some time, like you know, years ago, I would say, "I want to see like a dark Superman. I want to see, mm. I want to see him dark because dark is cool." And I and I see this miserable bastard, and I just long for. The Richard Donner Superman, like, I, and I honestly, I feel like, uh, as we've said, I think we've said in previous episodes, you, if you make Superman miserable, then there's no contrast to Batman because he's miserable. Yeah, there's yeah. No, there's, 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 there's no conflict there. They're just the same person. If 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 you could still have the world react cynically and awfully to Superman and have him still be the Boy Scout. Yeah, and then it would it'd be still work. And it would still work, and it'd still be interesting because even in the face of the world that is going, meh, he is this, 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 this beacon, this paragon mm. of virtue and justice. Like, yeah, if you want to make him seem really alien to our world, you don't have people go, you freak, you loser, and then him go, oh, <laughs> you have them do that, and he's just like. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm Superman. Yeah. I'll protect you regardless. You remember, go, to that, your, remember to wear your seatbelt. To a human, that is alien. Yeah. Because yeah. it's someone who uses reason. <laughs> he's impervious. Because the thing, because the idea then is he's impervious to, you know, physical harm, but his moral compass is impervious as well. Yeah. And that's, that's alien. That's otherworldly. Yeah. He's, he's a black and white guy in a gray world. Yep. And Batman is, he, he blends into that world. Yep. He's, he's in the shadows. So it just makes perfect sense, and and maybe even if because Batman killed a whole bunch of people in this movie, and and that's a big thing in in the comics and the other movies, he doesn't do that well. Not the Burt movies, but um, uh, even if he Batman did still kill people, and Superman was like, no, like I killed a guy, and it was the worst thing, and you've got to stop. And Batman's like, I'm not going to stop. Who <laughs> <laughs> you to tell me what to do? And then maybe that's another point they could clash. But they're just assholes going around killing everyone. Yeah, got- that would have been much more convincing. Superman's going, oi, you really have to stop killing everybody. Well, I think there's that great line in, in the in the season uh, two of Daredevil where um the Punisher is confronting Daredevil and he says. You hit him and they get back up. I hit him and they stay down, and you nice. just go, "Oh, dang!" <laughs> like, you- see, you hear that DC, <laughs> Marvel's TV shows are better than your movies. And even if even if there was a thing, how Superman was like, "Oh boy, you know what? I killed and it, and it's awful." And Batman's like, "Yeah, I used to be like you. I remember at the start of my career, I yeah. was I was trying to put guys in jail and they get out and they kill everyone again. And so what? It didn't work." And then there's that that maybe it's some kind of temptation element that Batman is bringing Superman down into the depths of darkness and he has to try and resist. But no, no. If I wanted it, you'd be dead. Let's just yeah. And then Lex the bat is dead. Consider him mercy. <laughs> I am Bat Superman. Forgot about that line. That, that line. I broke your car. <laughs> that line was terribly written. And it was so badly delivered as well. What was the, what was the exact line? Or was it just... The bat is dead. Consider this a mercy. Oh my god, that's super. And with a really weird, awkward silence, he was like, the bat is dead. 
consider this a mercy. <laughs> and then resident it, it, was in, it was in this room that we watched um, the one of the trailers where, which featured what comes next in that scene where where Batman says, "Do you bleed?" And Superman <laughs> looks at him and flies off. And, mm, you will, <laughs> <laughs> which he probably would have heard because of his super hearing anyway. Yeah, but Batman was like, "Oh." It's like, yeah, that's the mark of a superhero. Someone who mumbles under their breath. <laughs> yeah, wow, he's so cool. Uh, you're doomed, Superman. Well, you fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, it was just completely bizarre. I don't know. I don't know. There's nowhere to go with this. Unless, I mean, you know, spoilers, Superman dies in this movie. Which was another... That, yeah, the death of Superman. That's a whole... Oh, God. Anyway... Yeah, that's, um, that's a saga in itself <laughs> because that it that involves explaining what doomsday is which they completely changed for this and then their whole you know fight that lasts a hundred issues and then him dying and then coming back and how the world reacts to his death and you know just kind of throw that all in in the third act uh yeah which negated the whole reason that they were battling in, in the first place yeah even if even if that didn't happen, you know, Martha Kent escaped or whatever, then Lex always had this plan. So it just makes you think, what was the point? He went to all this trouble to get Zod's body. Well, to kind of... He had to go through a whole thing just to get that and then to clone it, to clone it or whatever the hell he did in the stupid spaceship. <laughs> to make Doomsday, to unleash him... Uh, he, which he couldn't control him. I thought, actually, that Lex was going to die when we first see Doomsday. He, that thing was ready to kill him. And he was, and then Superman just, like, pew, like a bullet and started fighting him. Lex was just standing there going, Oh, boy, I'm lucky Superman jumped in for me. I was about to get squashed. <laughs> that would have been a great movie. That would have been great. The yeah. squashing of Lex Luthor. I think, you know, a few people have remarked, what would have happened if Batman had killed Superman? What was Lex's plan? Like, oh, my God, I... I've got, a, I've got a monster, and it's just running around now. Because a part of me thinks, this is where people have talked about, oh, you know, the original cut's four hours long, there's all this stuff that missed out. I feel like this is the one thing where it's like, there's definitely something missing in this plot, because <laughs> I have come to the conclusion that Lex did want Batman to kill Superman, because he knows that Batman stole the kryptonite, which is Superman's weakness, and he knows that Batman would be capable with that of killing Superman. And then, with Batman having killed Superman, that would then leave Doomsday free to ravage the Earth and destroy it. The thing that is missing is why Lex would want that to happen. Because later on, when he's in prison, he starts talking about, oh, all the aliens up in the sky... They've seen that Superman is dead now. The bell's been and, rung. Yeah. The dinner bell's ringing. They're coming. Oh, the red capes. You go, all right. <laughs> right, so you're saying that... Jesse Eisenberg. I didn't know you were here. Oh, welcome Ladies to the Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jesse Eisenberg. But anyway, it's like, yes, yeah, it's like that whole thing. Where did all of that come from? So you're saying... That suddenly yes. he knows about this alien super intelligence that is watching us and is now going to come and destroy us. So you're saying that uh, there's a missing plot point where Lex is in contact with 
uh, dark side or has been yep. influenced by dark side. Yeah. In a kind of Mass Absolutely. Effect style indoctrination. That's what I think would have been better. So it, it turns out that Lex was just a normal guy. I think he was horrendously miscast to begin with. Not that I don't... Also, I think Jesse Eisenberg is a good actor. I'm just going to say. Yeah, he's fine doing certain things. But I wanted... Because the Bruce... Bruce Wayne, Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne, was this older... He's like 45-ish, 43, 44... Um, businessman, he's very sure of himself, he's he's done it a long time. I wanted sort of an equal and opposite of that in, yeah. in Lex. An older Lex, in the comics, he he's so charismatic, he becomes president. I want to see that Lex, who's just this genius billionaire, who's on the same level. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of sad, just quickly, to think in this cinematic universe, the way that they've cast it now, is like you can't really have President Lex alongside Batman and Superman because they'll be no. like 80. No, it's like, imagine trying to... <laughs> although that said, Trump's doing fairly well. He's a monster. So the fact I mean, that you unleashed a monster on a city probably doesn't mean anything. But I mean, Lex Luthor, with that age that you have to be to even become president, <laughs> he's got at least 10 years before he's even uh, eligible. Yeah, true, and so, yeah. all, he's, he's, he's not this sort of well-respected heavyweight. He's basketball-playing... Guy who who shoves candy in the mouths of politicians. Yeah. It's just weird. It's just like, oh, you're um, you played Mark Zuckerberg, right? Yeah, like can you just do that for us. Yeah, we want that again. Like a yeah. more dickish Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's just a weirder, stupider Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I don't understand. Oh, <laughs> he's back, Jesse. Get away from the mic, please. Well, we can probably start to wrap this up. Oh, uh, hang on, uh, Lois Lane. Uh, oh God, was she in the movie? Do we need to talk about she, it? She, th- she threw a thing down the, uh, into a well and was like, oh no, I need the thing back. <laughs> Is that all she did? I think so. And think so. she watched uh, Jimmy Olsen get shot and then she uh, watched Superman do stuff either while guy. he was carrying her or while she was gazing on. Also, two of the film's kind of central female characters just get kidnapped in the space of about five minutes. Oh, and he, he also he jumped on her in the bath. Yeah. Um, that was an important moment. That bath is dead. That should have cracked, <laughs> shattered to a million pieces. Well, I mean, Superman could have just flown into the bath. That's true. Maybe he did. Why would he fly into the bath? <laughs> I mean, at full speed? For a good sexy time. <laughs> that exacerbated sigh would indicate that we've said all that needs to be said. Uh, well, there's just one, one, one interesting thing. This movie, for me, reads like a laundry list of everything that can go wrong with this whole cinematic universe thing. Mm. And it's worth noting that there are a lot of people who are either gearing up for it or attempting it right now. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, and what's interesting and what's funny as well is because you know Marvel did it and it they they did it and it worked and Avengers was brilliant. And it's very easy to overlook just how much of an achievement that is. Like. <laughs> Part of the standard nerd lexicon now is, oh, yeah, cinematic universe, like as if they've existed forever. Yeah. It was this a, is a very recent development. <laughs> very recent development, very ambitious. And I, I still, I have to remind myself how amazing it is that the Avengers wasn't, the first Avengers film wasn't a complete mess. Um, and they did very well. And what we're seeing is how awful, how easy it is to get these wrong. And how and I my respect for Marvel actually increases after watching Batman vs Superman because I go this is what happens when you don't take your time this is what happens yeah. when you don't give a chance to people to become invested yeah they see dollar signs and they just go oh yeah we just get a decent director 
uh, a decent scriptwriter, they'll figure it out. Yeah, you just put the, get the big names. Batman, Superman, put him in a movie. Yeah. yeah, let's not forget this movie started out as Superman, as Man of Steel 2. Yeah. And look where it ended up. They shoved everything in there. They shot their wad way too early. Yeah. And it's so sad because to think, like, if you did cut out all of the Justice League stuff, there could have been a decent movie in there. I... Like, just the intrigue which, aspect at the start. Yeah. Which they... one? So, so what would you... Because uh, whatever... What... I've got to cut out five of these six movies, What I've I? heard a, lot, a few people saying is, well, just wait till the, the three-hour Blu-ray cut. That'll, that'll fill in. No, 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 we need... Less movie, not more. Yeah, yeah, people see this as like the second coming of God or something. Yeah, There's I, like this extended cut that's going to fix all the I problems. Just, I, I don't, like when people say, no, wait for the four hour cut, I just go, that's like people who told me that, no, you got to get 20 hours in into Final Fantasy 13, then it gets good. You know, he's like, I'm not investing 20 hours in yeah. this game of, of, of crap. Like, you, you can't just go, wait for the four hour cut because no. It's, I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. Wait for the director's cut. It's like, no, I've seen that. It's the one that they put out in the cinema. <laughs> that is the cut that the director made. Uh, I do have to say, just quickly, that Flash, where Flash turns up, I mean, I was trying to stick with the movie. Look, like, I was really right. so. Where, it sure. A lot of people don't even know who he is. It's, no, I didn't. It's it's the guy that comes through the wall and shouts at Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck just shits himself because he's, <laughs> he's having the best nap of his life. <laughs> Trying to download a torrent and a man jumps through your wall. (laughs) I was trying to stick with it, man. Like, I was trying to give this movie a real shot. And then this happened, and I just burst out laughing. I turned to Toby. We were were all watching it together. I looked over at Toby, and he was just losing it, too. I think I missed, like, two scenes after that just because I couldn't stop laughing at how stupid it was. Why don't you, Josh... For everyone at home and, and for us, just kind of like do your best flash. I'll put I'll put a voice thing on it to make it sound like you're coming from the future. That's, uh, okay. Just 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 give it to us. Give us some future flash. Like what he? I trying to remember what he said. Yeah, you can throw in your own things. Just your interpretation. Uh, I, uh, all right. You know, he was just kind of like, "Hey, look, hey." <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what he said. No, okay, but you should jump in. Maybe you're there's another time travel one. You gotta watch out. He's not okay. You've gotta be. You've gotta. He's dangerous. He's don't trust him. That's what he said. He said something like that, right? That you were That's right. Good. She was you, the key. You were right. She was the key. And. Um, I feel like I'm wasting my, my my time travel, you know, allowance here. I don't know why. I'm... Trump 2016. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I travel from the future and I forget what I was going to say. I don't know why you have to speak so critically when you travel through time. If you have to, yeah. P- PSA, public service announcement. Yeah. If you ever have to go back in time and deliver some important information to change. Uh, the future be as specific as oh, yeah. possible yeah. We want none sh- of this she's the key I'm too early save the chilies save the world <laughs> like just say this is what you have to do yeah go to Claire Bennett's house the, the guy called Sly is going to try and kill her 
and you know that'll be the end of the world. Yeah, just, just say, say Lois Lane is is the key. She's a literal key. She can open up a magic door, and you can all go through. And yeah, we want. We and want, then you go into the fairy floss. We universe. want dates. <laughs> I've got a date. I've got a street name. I'm gonna pa- pass this piece of paper to you now. Better yet. Get the whole thing. It's not a, sorry, not a paper. It's future. It's like a holo deck. Holo paper. Yeah, I was just gonna say, put the whole thing on a PDF, like a huge dossier that's like three hundred pages long. Put that on a USB. And just throw that through your portal. I've got a Google Doc. October nineteen, Parramatta Road. Dark side is gonna lay an egg. <laughs> Inside the egg is a dragon. Lois Lane can kill it. With her mind, because she's a redhead. It's a ranger thing. U- using the spell, hebity daddy You know, really specific stuff. Either that, or Flash has just forgot, and he's just riffing. <laughs> he just totally blanked out. There was so much pressure on me to open this portal. I can't remember what I was meant to do. Oh, I was I... meant to appear at my girlfriend's house. Hi, uh, Bruce. <laughs> I didn't do the readings! God damn it! Line! Look at my helmet! Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All that was like, that was completely insane. And I lost my mind. We, yeah, we saw this movie together. Normally when we review movies and, and whatnot, we see them separately because we're all so busy. <laughs> but we saw this movie together and we were all pissing ourselves laughing at that moment. Yeah. And also, Other moments. We, had, just, we were just in disbelief. Yeah. I guess, should we do a quick <laughs> a quick roundup on Wonder Woman or anything like that? No. 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 Yeah. All right. She was in it. People, yeah, Wonder Woman steals the show. She's the highlight of this film. <laughs> She's what? such a... There's nothing doing. No, I mean... She fights a bit and leaps around. She goes, yeah, right. It's funny, funnily enough, like, that one point in the Doomsday fight where she smiled, I was like, huh, that was nice. Because I was like, oh, someone's it's like, enjoying what is, themselves. Yeah, what is this weird facial expression? <laughs> Was it doing this film? Well, she proved that she's very resourceful by stealing Bruce Wayne's USB when he was, wasn't looking. <laughs> yeah, that's that uh, Amazonian instinct kicking yeah, in. But true. then she couldn't. She couldn't actually hack into the information. The, the, the premise of the Wonder Woman movie that I've heard is that you know the Amazonians were given were tasked with protecting mankind, and then they abandoned the duty because they deemed mankind not worth it. And then, and then After her, seeing this movie, I can understand why. <laughs> and then her sort of in her, uh, you know, youthful kind of exuberance going, no, let's, I'm going to take up that task again. That's a great premise. Yeah. Insert, uh, Hopefully they have any joy in asserting that storyline. I think that, uh, I think Warner Brothers is getting a few memos about brightening up some of their properties. <laughs> Starting with their Suicide Squad trailers. <laughs> oh boy. I'm pretty sure that Wonder Woman won't have her invisible jet It'll probably be like a bicycle that's dripping in blood. <laughs> I was going to say, it'd probably be like a fucking stealth bomber or something. <laughs> Take this village. <laughs> and I think that's probably his best place to need to round up the episode. Yes. I don't think anything more can be said. I feel like a lot has been said, just in general. Like, there's not... Our particular thoughts about very specific details going scene by scene. Not particularly worth it. I mean, everybody, most people agree this movie sucks. So, I mean, that's just sort of where it is. If you found joy in it, if you loved the movie, that's great. Um, 
I think that's fantastic, but I mean, we've got to look at it as a film, yeah. um, which is what it, it is, and it's not well made yeah. from any technical standpoint in, in, in terms of storytelling. If you think we're wrong, you should tell us. See, in We'd some like ways, I don't even feel like it is a film. It's more like an episodic Twilight Zone <laughs> kind of version of what they think the DC universe is, and they just kind of throw stuff in. and go, yeah, it's loosely connected, and we hope it works out. That, that, that desktop where it had all the different heroes, it's just like it's like a um, Warner Brothers execs desktop screen. Yeah, <laughs> that's just what it felt like. The whole thing is a series of deleted scenes. I'm pretty sure, like at the beginning, seeing Batman's parents die, just think. Get, this is the first thing to get rid of. Oh yeah, I yeah. couldn't believe that we were. I mean, I I did. I thought the, the the visual of having that pearls around the gun, like just in a Zack Snyder image, you're gonna go. That's that was alright, but then it turned into CG pearls and it was crap. That's the one part of the movie I can actually forgive, is because I know from reading about it that Zack Snyder loves Batman, and I think he put, he, he put the the death of the Waynes in uh, the beginning of Watchmen. Yeah. Or the averted death. Bit Ooh, of trivia there. Nice. So I'll, I think, you know, as a director, given the chance, if it's something you're that passionate about, then it's like, you know. Well, uh, I'm on board. Although, by that logic, King Kong was a good movie. Peter Jackson's King Kong. It was the best. But, <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, I it's remember. like, it's one of those things where, yeah, you know, you can throw a minute at it, but because Zack Schneider, the way he, his style is for everything to be slowed down to half speed. <laughs> Do you bleed? Let us know. <laughs> Facebook.com slash LazySuperFan is the Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter, at LazySuperFan. If you're Wonder Woman and aren't the best at computers, uh, email us, uh, podcast at LazySuperFan.com. I've been Luke. I've been Josh. And I'm Toby. Thank you for choosing Lazy Super Fan Podcast. Have a super duper day.